Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello, friends. My name is Mike Goldman. Welcome to the podcast that gives people who work on the mic a big probing with my freshly waxed microphone. Mm-mm. This is the go zone for comedians, shock jocks, podcasters, DJs that actually use a microphone, or anyone else who makes a living barking into a stick. Today, it's amazing broadcaster Bianca Die on 97.3 FM's breakfast show with legends Terry and Barbecue Bob. I love those guys. They're all a part of Kiss FM's radio network. So Bianca and I have been mates for, God, over 20 years. Love this girl. The most talented, funniest, and beautiful woman on radio in Australia. She talks about her interviews with Madonna, Justin Timberlake, battles with depression, and trying to get up the duff on the IVF program. She's lots of fun. Hope you like it. So it's the early days of the On The Mic podcast. Just want to say how much I appreciate you all for listening, subscribing, and reviewing On The Mic on iTunes, Audio Boom, the app you can download. And of course, we are part of the Bytes.com podcast network. Thank you to the boys at Bytes for helping us out. And we've got to pay them. So if you want to help support this podcast, patreon.com forward slash On The Mic. Exclusive content, special rewards. How many people have we got subscribing? How many? 200 and what? None. Okay, so we got none. So it's early days, like I said. So why don't we, for the first person to actually go to patreon.com forward slash on the mic and subscribe with a couple of bucks, we'll give you a bottle of Goldman wine. Yeah, I've got the family winery. Well, my second cousin's up in Cessnock have a winery called Goldman Wines, and they used to run Tyrrells. They've got so much experience in making wines. Incredible. And they've given me a couple of bottles to give away. So I'll give you a bottle. The first person to go to patreon.com forward slash on the mic and subscribe for the exclusive content and help make this show. Probably going to be our last podcast anyway, because Kim Jong-Sai from North Korea announced he's going to nuke Australia. So before he pushes that button, let's push this button. One, two, three. On the mic. Test, test, test. With Mike Goldman. TV radio legend Bianca Dyer has been around. Are you reading this? She's won radio awards, ratings, and a few hearts along the way. She loves to share. Nothing is off limits. She's been through the dramas with mental health, IVF, and one embarrassing blunder with Justin Timberlake, and even a fling with Russell Brand. What? It's time to get to know her a little bit better. We've known each other for 30 years. Our dads work together. We've worked together. Now it's on the mic with Bianca Dye. How are you, beautiful? I'm good. You're such a legend. You've done so much in your incredible career, and... You're just like my dad. He's done so much as well. He was the the first on the mic podcast. You're the second. John Laws is coming up. It's, it's, oh, my God. It's turning into a, a radio TV people podcast. I'm mushed in between two absolute legends. I love your dad. Oh, you Give are, him my love. You're an absolute legend. How are you? How's, how's Brisbane treating you? How's breakfast radio? You know what? Wow. Um, I actually got a bit teary, <laughs> believe it or not, listening to the best of Tina Arena on the way here. Don't ask me why. I think it's because she's got a new album out. But anyway, um, and I thought, look where you are. Look where you are now. Look how far you've come. I had a really, oh God, I haven't even really talked about it much. I had a really messy, very painful breakup, left Wollongong. I, didn't, I haven't really spoken about this publicly. Um, I pretended that we left all on good terms, but it really wasn't. Mm. That's all behind me now. I've forgotten. I've forgiven. I feel like I've moved on. There are days when I don't. There are days when I 
get angry. You were the star of that show. I mean, Marty didn't really do a lot. No. He just sat there and, and it was your show. He was, yeah, a, but he that, was the he panel operator. He Hi, Marty, if you're listening. Has he still got a job? <laughs> he still has a job. They've actually got a whole new show now. And to their credit, it was about time. Um, they needed to get a whole new show. It was time to leave anyway. It was the best yeah. thing that ever happened to me. You know when the universe serves you a big fat cup of shit and you go, why am I having this cup of shit? Mm. Now that I'm sitting here in Brisbane, feeling amazing, mm. better than I have in 10 years. And I did a lot of soul searching. I was scrambling for work. I did a really great mental health show with Jules Lund on Southern Cross. Yeah. God, that was good. And you'd know what it's like, Mikey. Like, I'd always wanted to work for SCA, you know. I'd always, I'd worked, done Nova, beautiful. We started the very first Nova back in 2000, April 1, 2001. And that was amazing. But I'd never worked at, at, at the, the, the Today FM. That was always like the big station. Yeah. Like, you know, Wendy Harmer growing up. And so to get a call from Craig Bruce, who I'd always kind of, been terrified of big radio boss yeah he was the he was the man i was terrified and he said oh let's have a coffee and i was like shit got a blow dry got my makeup done went and met him for coffee and i thought i'm sitting here opposite craig bruce i'm no longer at i 98 i don't have a job what the fuck am i doing <laughs> and he goes look i think you're an incredible talent and i just wanted to melt it it's funny how much so much of your ego and so much of what you think about yourself you place in the hands of others in this industry yeah. like I need to believe that I'm unreal. Not the Craig Bruce's and the Guy Dobson's and all those yeah. people. All, I needed to believe All those radio station wankers, they're all failed radio announcers. <laughs> That's why I started a podcast, because none of those pricks are giving me a job. I know. Because I like doing my own thing. Although but, you yeah, should be no. doing your own thing. You're amazing. You're an incredible talent. And you should, you know what it is, though? You don't You don't toe the line. And look, I, I have... <laughs> I don't toe the line. But you don't. And that's good. That's what makes you the talent and the, and the special thing that you and are. And I want to say that you're, you're such a good friend. And it's such an honor to be able to get you in this little podcast and, and interview. I've got you a little present. Look. Oh, they're for me! <laughs> Easter. Here's some flowers. I love you. I thought that were for your mum. I said, are those flowers for your mum? I know you're doing a juice diet at the moment, but there's a big chocolate Wait Easter egg. For me. Yes. I feel so guilty because, you know, as I was driving here, I thought, you're a selfish mole. You have not got anything for Mikey. And I you thought, don't need to get me anything. You're doing this, this podcast for me, and I'm going to keep all the advertising money for myself. <laughs> okay, is that my gift to you then? Which is nothing. Oh, that's a beautiful bunny, and they're beautiful flowers. You're Thank a beautiful you. bunny. You're a beautiful bee. And let's let's talk about you and your whole life and your whole career, oh God, what okay. you've done, because you've done some incredible things. I've done some fun and, stuff. And, and what I love about you and when you're always doing your radio thing, you share absolutely everything. The highs, the lows, you've gone through this IVF treatment, oh, you've yeah. gone through depression, you've yep. gone through breakups, mm-hmm. and I've said all the bad things. All but, in the same but, week. But there's, there's so many good things as well, like all the interviews with incredible people. Tell us about your best interview ever. Who would that have been? I'm going to have to say Madonna, but only because, not that the interview itself was so great, but I felt like, and this is a wanky moment, and allow me, I think that's the beautiful thing about podcasts, is you can be a bit of a fuckwit. You, you can be you a bit want. of a wanker. Say whatever you want. So in this industry, I was so excited there were three people chosen to go and interview Madonna for her, um, uh, like, on the dance floor thing, right? Her, her album. Yeah. Molly Meldrum. Yeah. Christine Sams, who mm-hmm. was the head writer of um, Sunday, the, one of the big papers in Sydney. I can't remember now. Yeah. News Limited, whatever. And me. I was the only radio person in the whole country that was chosen to go and interview her. And I wow. was so beside myself. So we flew to Tokyo. And I did this interview with Madonna. And I just remember on the flight over going... Who the fuck am I to interview Madonna? <laughs> How do I not deserve to interview Madonna? And I was prepping and reading and I had a fight with my boyfriend, Alex Dean, at the time. Hi, Alex, if you're listening. Um, who's divine. We had a revolting breakup, but we've mm. since got so much respect for each other. He's AA, hasn't had a drink in God knows how many, like... Since Vegas. 
pretty much. <laughs> oh, Vegas. One day I'm going to write a book about fucking Vegas. <laughs> I don't um, know anything about it, by the way, Alex, if you're listening. But, so <laughs> what was it like when you finally yeah. got to meet Madonna? What happened? Tell us about the interview. It was amazing, except I fucked up. Well, no, no, I didn't fuck up. but I. <laughs> you went all the way there and fucked up. Well, the, the, the interview um, didn't go as well as planned because I didn't double check that the microphone. So basically, you know how we've got two mics set up oh, on the podcast? Oh, no, the microphone didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, that's Wait, bad. Madonna's work. No, because the thing is, it was two mics, but yeah. mine wasn't for some reason on. Can you imagine if I'd gone back to Sydney, back to Nova, gone into the production thing, and it had been Madonna's mic that hadn't worked? Thank God it was just mine because I could revoice my questions. Mm. But I still got back and went, oh my God, my mic didn't work. I, back in those days, would drink. God, back in those days, it was only 50 days ago that I was doing it. I would have, I would skull like a little thing of vodka from the. Oh, mini bar yeah. because I was so nervous mm. but Molly didn't drink or wasn't drinking then or whatever no one was drinking so I went to Madonna's um, I went to her mini bar thing because like say she was set up in the other room I went to her mini bar thing and there was no grog it was all green tea because Madonna was like if I'm not drinking no one's drinking so I'm there going I need a fucking drink it's Madonna what am I going to ask her and the girls <laughs> from Sass and Bard had given me all these beautiful clothes to give her and I was like I've got to give the clothes to Madonna and then I'm like no 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 you've got to focus and on your and she sometimes forces people to drink vodka in an interview I think she did it to Richard Wilkins once did she yeah well, I wish you'd forced me to. <laughs> but you I did it yourself. I would have loved it. No, I couldn't. Like, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't have any. Mm. I needed grog to loosen up. And so I was really nervous. Cool experience. Uh, it was amazing. But you know what sucks? Mm. There was no social media. There was nothing. So now, you know, now you see all these announcers and they put up and, and people in radio and TV. Photos and memories and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they've got Insta stories of the, can you imagine now? I would have yeah. Insta storied it, Facebooked it, Instagrammed it, Twittered it, Snapchatted it. <laughs> I would have done it all. Do you know what I've got from that one interview with Madonna? A shitty little photo. It's about that big, and because the light was, because back in those days you couldn't check the, you couldn't go, you couldn't scroll through fifty shots and go shit, shit. Yeah, we got one. I'll edit that. I'll yeah. pro- no, there was one shot, and the guy mm. took it going. Yeah, the camera guy goes, yeah, yeah, right. I got one shot with her. She's kind of smiling like, I don't really want to be here. And so I got back to Australia, developed it, and it's shit. You can only just see it's me, and I'm like, fucking. <laughs> so you hell. show people, and they go, "That's not you." That's not really you. I saw Madonna play at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre probably about six months ago. She was the most shit performer I have ever seen. Hopeless. She showed up late. She showed up drunk. Parts of the songs that she was supposed to be on stage really singing because she, she mimes. She, yeah, definitely. She, really? How does she stay well, so fit? I, I know people who work there at, at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre and they said, yeah, she, she had run too many drinks. She got fined something like $150,000 because they had to put on extra trains. But she of didn't give a shit. she did too. She, Madonna does not give a shit. She just did it anyway. But That's a bit arrogant. Who's, who's the, um, the biggest stuff up you had? I think you said something to Justin Timberlake once that made him yes, feel a bit weird. I did. I've had a few stuff ups. There's two major ones that stand out. One was John Mayer. He specifically said do not ask about Jennifer Love Hewitt like that was a specific question <laughs> and people my tell boss, me not to say stuff and I say and it well me too right yeah. well I sort of thought fuck you you're in my studio yeah. and I'm number one so I'll fucking ask you whatever I want <laughs> so I said I, you need me more than I need you because yeah. if I don't talk to you it's not going to really fuck with my ratings but anyway so that was very arrogant of me and very cheeky of me but I thought how am I going to interview John Mayer and get the Jennifer Love question, Hewitt question in so towards the end I go Okay, so apparently you love Tim Tams. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I love Tim Tams. I love Tim Tams. And I said, okay, you love Tim Tams. Apparently your ex-girlfriend, Jennifer Love Hewitt, loved Tim Tams as well. And I was so, I thought I was oh, so clever. He cracked the shits. He goes, I told you. I told you. Okay, that's it. And that was it. He walked out. Oh, but, but, I, but, the, but the thing is, you always ask those questions at the end. Yeah. So you schmooze them. You suck You're up never to them. See him again. Who gives a shit? John Mayer, he's going to remember little shithead Bianca <laughs> Dye in Sydney. So anyway, that was that. But Justin Timberlake was interesting because I said, yeah. hey, JT, 
And, and as I say, and as I'm getting in trouble for saying at 97.3, poor Barry, my boss, he has a heart attack because I, I call people dirty big spunks all the time. And he's like... Dirty big spunk. Dirty big you spunk. You had it on a T-shirt. I had it on a T-shirt. Photo. I know. I, they actually made T-shirts and we gave them to listeners. They were really good like that, Nova, with that sort of stuff. And you called him that. I called him a dirty big spunk. And the, the phone just went quiet. And I'm like, I'm, we need to check the connection. I'm not sure what's going on. And um, basically spunk means spoof. Yeah. Means come. Mm. So he thought I was a dirty little girl. <laughs> he got really funny about it. And then we had a laugh. And then the interview went really well. He was okay then. But it made the papers. It was hilarious. And I thought, you know what? That's when I started to realise mm. being the controversial one and seeing an opportunity where you can be a bit cheeky, mm. not rude, yeah. not an asshole. It's more entertaining. Otherwise it's, it's boring. Well, it is. Because you know what? At the end of the day, hearing Justin go, yeah, I love my album. Yeah, it's great. Look, no one gives a shit. But hearing Justin crack the shits about the fact that I've called him spunk, which he thinks spoof is actually entertaining so hey, that was good you spoke to Erin Brockovich last week yes the real one mm. uh, what's she like mm. oh my god I'm so starstruck we've got this segment on our show called mystery guest which I love I've been mystery guest on the phone have you must have been last resort someone must have fallen through that's hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious it's um it's a good idea because look in radio the same people and the same names kind of come up for interviews and come around and what you'll get is when you're in a meeting and we're all sitting around and they'll go such and such is in town who wants to interview her and you need buy-in so I might sit there and go oh I love him and the other two co-hosts might go oh, I don't give a fuck whatever yeah. so there's this thing in radio as you know called buy-in where it's like all right well we need buy-in for the listener because if you two don't give a shit that I'm interviewing John Mayer and I do mm. then the listeners are going to tell because they're not stupid yeah so the way that we do it, and you know, we've stolen it off many other radio shows, it's by no means a new thing, is to have it make them a mystery guest. So I get blindfolded. We did it with Melissa to Couts, which was, oh no, Couts, it's just Couts. Remember you and I and her hosted the Desperate and Dateless Ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a billion years ago. Yeah, I was on Home and Away with her. Oh my when, God. When Danny Minogue and Craig McLaughlin were on it. <laughs> Craig McLaughlin was the teacher. That's Melissa, so cool. Melissa Couts is sitting next to me, and Craig McLaughlin goes, Okay, everyone, have you filled out your requisition forms to give blood? And I go, uh, I'm not giving blood. Everyone knows you get AIDS giving blood. <laughs> that was your line. And Danny Minogue goes, no, Gavin, that's not true. They use different needles every time. And I go, me, 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 get nicked. <laughs> that was it. You got to tell Danny Never Minogue invited back. But yeah. so what did you get Melissa to do? Um, well, she just came in and was a mystery guest. So we're blindfolded and we just have to ask questions. She was questions. doing a show at Fluffy. Well, she was doing, she was what? She was doing it. She sang at Fluffy. What's Fluffy? Fluffy's like gay night in Brisbane. Oh, uh, no, she was up here for, um. yes, I did know that actually, but no, she was up Housewives, here And Housewives, the TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secret Housewives, Desperate Housewives. What Apparently the fuck? it was this gay friend of mine, he goes to Fluffy all the time. He said it was $20 to get in, but it was $40 if you wanted to meet Melissa Couts. What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. He didn't know any of her songs. But that, what about sang, read my lips? But yeah, because he, he he's only like twenty or something oh, like that. Okay, and uh, he just knew her from Housewives and thought she was awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, she's, she's actually got fun. a great personality and bubbly, and and she's yeah, I really liked her. So Erin Brockovich was a mystery guest. <clears throat> it was so cool. It totally threw me because I'm racking my brains. Because look, Brisbane's a fantastic city, but let's be honest, Melbourne and Sydney get all the big stars. Mm. Sydney gets all the massive stars. Yeah. Melbourne gets a few. Brisbane, we get a few. But, but we get a lot down the Gold Coast now. The movie studios are there. They're all Gold flying Coast straight stars. here. Yeah, but exactly Gold Coast does. But mm. they, they literally fly to, into Brisbane and, and go straight to the freaking Gold Coast. They shoot the movie and leave. Well, it was like Matt Damon was here last week. Mm. Matt Damon! Whose daughter got stung by a jellyfish I, I saw know, in the paper. I know, um, They called Chris it Hemsworth's Born place. Emergency. <laughs> the front of the paper, Born Emergency. I'm like, good it was, lord. It was probably just a blue bottle or something. It was. It was a blue bottle. Yeah. It was a blue bottle. But, um... But they, yeah, they flew in with the, and then took it. They flew, he flew into Brisbane, and then they got a chopper straight to Byron. Can you imagine Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon on a chopper 
Jesus, I'd like to be in the back of that chopper. Anyway, Erin Brockovich. So I'm sitting there and... You get to say, they're boobs, George. Well, Ed, Ed. They're boobs, Ed. They're boobs, That's Ed. the line. So <laughs> it even got... I could not guess who it was. So going back to the celebrities that come to Brisbane, I was like, who's here? Who's in town? And I couldn't think. And I'm blindfolded. And I'm like, are you a singer? No. Are you a dancer? No. Are you on a reality show? No. Are you an actress? No. I'm like... Who the hell could this be? Who the fuck is this person? And she's a big star. She's a big international star. Okay. Finally, they played the line, they're boobs, Ed and Terry, because Terry and I were both blindfolded. He guessed it. He goes, oh, oh, can I say, can I say? And I'm like, oh, all right. Welcome back, Cotter. Ooh, all right. Fucking whatever. And he goes, is it Erin Brockovich? And I'm like, it isn't. It isn't Erin Brockovich. And I took my (laughs) blindfold off and I lost my shit. Because that movie was just so groundbreaking. I know it wasn't her in the movie. And I know it was Julia Roberts, Mm. but... Anyway, it was just an honour to meet her. Very relevant today as well with all the fracking and stuff going on. Yeah, well, she, I felt really dumb, actually. That's the worst part about it being a mystery guest is I didn't have time to research Mm. why she was in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So she's here because there's some poisoning of some earth going on in... You're trying to think, what is it? I'm like, I'm going to look like the biggest (laughs) loser. And you always read straight past that stuff. Oh, you do? There's There's some, like, contamination going on. Anyway, she's literally here to help the people of... I want to say Oatly, and I'm embarrassed. I can't mm. remember the name, but it's somewhere out of, just out of Brisbane with um with the with the contamination. But she's so passionate, and mm. she's got the most cracking body. Anyway, That's it was cool. just an honour to meet her. It was hey, so you've been doing IVF a little bit over the years. Mm. What's the story with that? Where are you at now? And can you believe that it's <sighs> it's now on Medicare? Well, thank fuck for that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, really? it, it, it is now on Medicare. Okay. IVF is now on Medicare. If you're having problems conceiving, you can get on Medicare. And I you am, paid thousands I'm, for it, didn't I you? I am having problems conceiving. Um, I need to find somebody with a penis. <laughs> I'm only joking. So, what, Sorry, what, you, what, do, you, do you need a, um, a donor? Yeah. I'll give you some. Well, I know you will, but I'm scared of that. You just have to check with my girlfriend. It's okay. <laughs> I can go and arrange it right now. Can we, do like. it? <laughs> can we do it the old-fashioned way, though? I'll get in trouble for that. Yeah, you will. My ex and I started IVF, which I really think was probably one of the reasons why we ended up breaking up in a lot. There was lots of other reasons, but it's very stressful on a relationship mm. to actually say to someone, two people who aren't getting along at the best of times, mm. you guys need to have sex. Because the, the ovulation window of a woman, what people don't realise and what people forget is getting pregnant is a fucking miracle. It's mm. actually the timing. Yeah. The timing that actually has to happen for people to get pregnant is unbelievable. So when you're actually trying, you realise that. And <clears throat> we were told, okay, you're ovulating. And I was... God, all the shit I was doing, Mike. I mean, I just think back now and I'm exhausted by it. Like taking special herbs and, and putting things up my fanny and putting and finding out when I'm ovulating and having to check my undies for particular discharge. Oh, no. <laughs> because that would tell me that I was ovulating on that day and then I'd have to literally text Sean at work and go, I'm ovulating. We need to have sex now. But he wasn't really into it the best of times. He just isn't a sexual person. Mm. He wasn't into it. So uh, most guys, you text them. Can you imagine? How would you feel if your girlfriend texted you midday and goes, can you come home and fuck me stupid at six o'clock, please? Would you go, woohoo? Well, sure, I'll crack the shit. So uh, that uh, made Not it... me. No, I'm not that sexual either. You're not really? You don't no. care? You could take or leave it? Yeah. Well, I kind of went, okay, this is really going to be difficult because I'm a nympho and he's not. And how are we going to make this work? Anyway, we did try and he would come home and we'd do it. And it was really horrible and awkward and... It didn't work. So we tried maybe three or four rounds, five rounds. So I've got 13 eggs frozen. 13, right? Eggs. They're yeah. my eggs. Yeah. And he and I have two embryos that are to get together. Oh. So, there so are you two... could still have his kid. I could still have his Ooh. kid, which is actually kind of amazing mm. and, and also kind of fucking terrifying at the same time. But Would you go surrogate? Well, I don't know. I think I could probably carry. I know I'm turning 44 this year, but mm. I, I don't know why I have this weird optimism 
I could go surrogate. You're right. I am turning 44. I could go surrogate. I'm going to have to think about it. But leaving on 98, breaking up, moving from Wollongong, leaving that that security blanket of seven years in a little town where you're a big fish and you yeah. know everyone. And yeah. it's, you know, everyone said to me, how the fuck did you live there for so long? It's Wollongong. And I'm like, you fall in love with a town like Wollongong. When mm. you live there yeah. and you're on the radio and everyone loves you and knows you and you get mm. free movies and a car and hi, Dale from Wollongong Mazda and, you know, all the, <laughs> the beautiful people. Dale and I are yeah. still in touch now. Yeah. Like the friendships that I made in Wollongong, the Eshmans, Tracy, they're people I'll know for the rest of my life. If you told me that I was going to live in Wollongong and give a fuck about some shitty little town <laughs> an hour out of Sydney and fall in love with the town and fall yeah. in love with the people, I would have said, you're fucking crazy. But I did. Yeah. And then fell in love with Sean, dating the boss. Like it made it so yeah. freaking complicated. But you left to go to Wollongong because you quit your radio job. You were coming number one in the ratings in Sydney at Nova. I know, I was And you, you just just weren't happy there for some reason. You know why? Because Dean Buchanan, bless his cotton socks, I'll never forget him saying to me, I said, I want to do drive. And he'd let me do drive with Tim Blackwell. So Tim Blackwell yeah. and I did drive for like two minutes. Yeah. Look, he's a massive talent. I adore Tim. Um, so much fucking time for him. He's a great guy. But he and I clashed I think, A, he was very green and still finding his feet. Mm. you got to remember, he wasn't the Tim Blackwell that had done um, Husey and Kate at that stage. He was still this cocky little shit with way too much talent and way too much ego. Mm. And so was I. Mm. So I was this young kid kind of at Nova going, well, I've been number one and I go to fucking my interview Madonna and, and I, I'm driven by limo to you know i was a rock star yeah. and i was so up myself i actually yeah. thought i was way more talented than i was yeah, so you kind of quit because you well, weren't getting the breakfast show or the drive yeah, show well, the, i did i got the drive show and they took me out so i went on holidays mm. um and scotty muller said to me i'm leaving um when you come back you're gonna freak out but they've taken me off drive so you know the old thing don't go on holidays yeah went on holidays came back so cal true. wilson and akmal were doing drive oh that's it lasted right. 12 months yeah and they're both gorgeous talented people but yeah. unless you're but they're not radio people they're not radio people i'm sick of people who aren't radio people getting offered these breakfast radio jobs drive jobs and they fail dismally and all these pricks who run radio networks get to keep their jobs <laughs> i know they do they do it doesn't it's not fair and try being a chick in this industry as well mm. and i'm not saying poor me but there's a lot of that the guys get to keep their jobs until they're 512. Yeah. Um, even though they might not even be that talented. But the girls have to keep being updated and be younger and sexier and, and on Big Brother and how many followers have you got? Who gives a fuck how many followers I've yeah, got? Like, I can connect to an audience. I can talk to people re about real stuff and I can emote with human beings and mm. I'm empathetic and compassionate. That's what counts. Yeah. Any chick can have a hot bikini and a hot ass and be anyway. Doesn't mean anything. I think there's a you lot more real... You wouldn't put Kim Kardashian on a radio show. There's a lot more real women now, though. Like yeah. Constance Hall's doing stuff. Chrissy Swan. Fifi's always been real. There's still there's lots of real chicks. And what about freaking um, um, M. Ruciano? I mean, she's real. Fuck, you couldn't get but more no, real no, than that. But no, no, I was listening to M. Ruciano the other day and uh, the what brand guy, whatever his name is. Um, what's oh. I think are they doing, They're doing a show in Melbourne for Sydney. I know. And, but she got and to, they, they she got to make know, that call because they, they were so desperate. They don't know the names of any of the places in Sydney. They're stuffing them up. Mm. I mean... Good on them for having a go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's so many it. people who are more deserving in Sydney that know Shit. Sydney back to front, who know. know how to get out there and promote the breakfast radio show in Sydney that, that the, the radio networks just won't even give them a go. They'd, they'd rather put on people that they think are funny that are doing it their own standard methodical way. I think they, um, they were basically given a free reign. You guys do whatever the fuck you want uh, because the ratings aren't so good and we'll let you know if you do anything wrong. Anyway, so... Back to, I quit Nova because I decided Alex and I wanted to travel. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to get breakfast. None of the Nova network. So Kip, 
Kip got a bloody job up here. He's fucking been here ever since. <laughs> and I, I adore Kip. No, so let's he, left, he left and went to Nova. No, sorry, he went to 97.3 for a while. Did he work in 97.3? Because that, there's the breakfast show at Nova in Brisbane fell to pieces because one of them as an alcoholic got busted drink oh, driving. Right, one of them's getting uh, having punch-ups in the middle of the street all hours of the night. He did work experience with me when I was at Triple M here oh, in, my God. in Brisbane. Oh, my yeah, oh, Lovely guys. Love them all to bits. So I left Nova because I thought, I've had enough. I, th- these guys aren't going to... Kip goes up to do breakfast at fucking Brisbane. And Dean Buchanan said to me, and I adored Dean, and ever, I adored every word that came out of his mouth. So when he said this to me, I took it literally. He was like, you are probably one of the best music jocks in the country and being female as well. You are amazing. You are not a breakfast show personality. You're a music jock. And I, I don't said, agree with that. That's shit. I know. I said, well, hold on. You haven't even let me try to He's be an a idiot. breakfast He has person. no idea. How did he keep his job? Oh, I, look, I can't bag Dean because I loved him. He, I can. He, he, you can. <laughs> he gave me, no, but he gave me a really good shot. He gave me a great shot at Nova. He oh, you're a music jock. You know what? Someone like you, music me. and commercials are just an interruption in your show. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Although I do love the music. Barry, our boss, was saying to me the other day, he actually calls me once a week and tells me the things I'm not allowed to say on air. Barry, drink water. Barry, drink Hello, water. Barry. Hello, Barry. He's got a great voice, Hello, Barry. Barry. And he said to me, don't, um, don't say coin. Uh, don't say bunta. Stop saying booyah. And I'm not allowed to say, I'm not allowed to. Um, and he's kind of right because what happens is there are parts of the audience that are very used to how the show used to sound mm. for a long time. Mm. People get very set in their ways. Brisbane's a pretty conservative yeah, market. Yeah, they do get set in their ways they here. They do. And I don't want to be that girl that they go, oh, she's all right, but she's a bit loud. I'd rather ease them into it. Yeah. It's like Wollongong. When I first got to Wollongong, people were like, who is this chick? Mm. By the time I left, I had daughters ringing me crying like mum's going my daughter is eight and she's grown up literally listening to sorry 18 mm. every day we listen to you on the way to school every day for seven years and my daughter's crying that you're leaving Wollongong and she said and I was one of those ones that when you first came I went oh who's this loud mouth so I have this way of making people love me I make them love me isn't, because isn't I don't it, love myself doesn't it make you feel old though when someone says oh, yes oh, I was listening to you from the age of 10 and now I'm 18 like a kid no. stopped me in the street the other day big and, brother and he said uh, oh yeah I first watched, remember watching you on the telly uh, when I was about eight or nine until I was about 22, 23. And I'm like, fuck off, he did not. What? That long? Well, Big Brother went for 15 years. He did and, you too. Know, and other shows and everything like that. So, you know, if, if, you, if you were 10 and you were watching it until you're 25, yeah, and I'm you like, were. no way. That's like a part of their lives. It and is. Like this guy last night, I was at the casino and he came up to me, he'd had a few drinks. He goes, Which here in town. Yeah, he Brisbane. goes, mate, oh, I love you. You're amazing. You know, I, I grew up watching you and I'm secretly, I'm like, I'm a massive fan. And, and uh, he introduced me to his mate. And he was giving me a massive rap. It was cool for my ego and everything. So I've been on TV for a while. And he goes, come over here. I want to introduce you to Mike Goodman. <laughs> and that's Goldman. Mate. And he goes, oh, sorry. So you got Goldman, Goldman, Goldman. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying, you know, oh, oh Matt, Matt Man was my favorite character growing up or Superboy. You know, it's like, come on. It's Mike Goldman. It's Goldman. Come on, dude. If yeah, it was yeah, that, yeah. that huge to you, then surely then you, you would remember my name. But surely you'd had a few drinks. Yeah. He, he was no. drunk. So, um, I had a guy, so I went down to Melbourne for Kinky Boots, right, because it's coming to Brisbane, mm. and they flew me down to see the show and do a little promo for the station. It was hilarious. There's six guys, they're called the Angels, and they play the most amazing drag queens in this show. It mm. is, I'm not giving them a plug, I don't need to. Mm. It's one of the best fucking musicals I've ever seen. It is amazing. Such a great feel-good, coming in, coming into your own, this, this drag queen and how he gets beaten up as a kid and then oh, grow But sad. No, no, but beautiful, like... The, the, the dancing, the costumes, it is... Wow. Honestly, it's like an orgasm in your mouth for your eyes. It's amazing. That didn't make sense. But anyway, 
That just sounded You're rude. Mad. That just sounded rude. One of the guys who, the angels, who I had watched because I actually had seen the show before, mm. who I was a bit obsessed with, one of the transvestites, they do the splits, they're so fit, they dance. They're like, they're major leads in the show, right? We go backstage to interview them for the video for the 93 website, whatever, right? And I'm back there and I'm chatting and one of the guys turns around and they're putting on their makeup and it's it's hilarious. They're full drag. They're like totally like putting their makeup on. And, you know, it's all this with the glitter and the glitz and they're all like, oh my God. And so then he came over and they're, oh my God, and it's all that. And I thought, this is like something out of a movie. And one of them turned around and went, oh my God. And I went, what? And he went, you're Bianca. And I went, yeah. What do you, how the hell do you know who I am? And he goes, I grew up listening to you in Wollongong. I'm so glad I got out of there. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh God, are you serious? And he goes, I grew up listening to you. And I'm like, how old are you? And he's 20. And I went, fuck me. Where does it, how does that happen, Mike? When did that happen? When did I go from the 22-year-old who was just desperate to get a job in radio and moved to Maribra and yeah. started at 4MB? I knew you from back then. I know. That's when I was in love with you, remember? And you were doing all those shows in the rubber room at Triple M. And I used to come to town. I'd drive three hours from Maribra. I started the rubber room. You started? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The rubber room. The first rubber room in Australia, ugly pill. Oh, <laughs> And Dobbo. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and then they went did it in Sydney and, and you know, it's still a great show. Good idea. It's a great show. So you grew up in a entertainment family. Your mum was a model, dad yep. was a singer. Like you. I, I think that's where we first met. I don't my dad tells a lot of stories. I don't know we if it's true. Did meet. Apparently at Channel Nine there was a Christmas party because dad was the voice of Channel Nine and everyone was getting their Christmas hampers hampers from Kerry Packer. And, and your dad busted my dad walking out with three hampers when he was only supposed to have one. <laughs> and, and I think we met then. I'm surprised my dad wasn't walking out with three hampers because that's such an Izzy Dye thing to do. <laughs> He's the Mr. Steel two fucking hampers. So. Tell, tell everyone who Izzy Dye is if they don't know. All right, Israel Dizenhouse uh, came out here as like almost a refugee. My grandmother and my grandfather were both in Auschwitz, which was a Jewish concentration camp. Watched their relatives be murdered and killed and very, very full on upbringing. Um, very full on, sorry, history. Um, my grandmother was a really full on woman. She only passed away last year. Bless her. We were really tight. A really beautiful, strong woman. My grandfather died many, many years ago before I was born. So my dad was just really tough. There was a lot of tough love in my house. Yeah. Um, and it's only as you become older that you realize, like dad and I still now to this day, have a very estranged relationship. We fight a lot. He, he lectures me. And I know it comes from a good place. I know he loves yeah. me. But, geez, we fight. Really? And I just don't want to be around that. I, I was always like that growing up as a kid? I was daddy's little girl. We were really tight till I was about eight or nine. No, no, maybe about 10, 10, 11. My stepmom and I never got along growing up. Same. Really difficult. We're friends now, though. We're friends now, too. We're friends now, too. I look back now and see her... As the 36-year-old woman that was dating this shithead Casanova around town, who was probably off fucking half of Melbourne. It's the same with my dad. Yes, and my and my and I know and I see now that she must have gone, and I was the apple of my dad's eye, and I was this, um, you know, I was this little showbiz kid that would get up apparently at parties. I would put on an apron, 
with underpants, Sesame Street underpants, and I'd put on stilettos from whatever girl had stayed at Dad's house and left them there. And I'd get up onto the coffee table and I'd sing Rod Stewart's If You Want My Body and You Think I'm Sexy. Oh, no. I was like six. So I was an attention seeker from way back. And I had to because that was the only way I'd get my dad's attention was when I'd play up. So that's who I became. I became the the, the clown. And where was your mum? She's a model. Mum modelling, but then stopped modelling like a long time ago Mm. and became a teacher. And... That was a, their relationship was a relationship in hell. Like they mm. were forced. I mean, mum tells stories of them chasing each other around the kitchen with knives. Like they were, yeah. they, I'm surprised. Like I was a massive accident. And mum, good so was no, I. You weren't, you weren't an accident. How you, old were your parents? 27. My, my parents were 19 and 20. See? Dad met my mum when she was in the Miss Beach Girl competition that dad was hosting. Oh, that's hilarious. And dad already had another girl pregnant at Oh the time. my God, Grant. You are yeah. so naughty. So... Fuck, uh, isn't he? You started an Instagram account, Anxiety Free. Do you right. think your anxiety stemmed a lot from your childhood? Yes. Or, and and tell, us, tell us about your, your journey going through that and dealing with it and helping a, a lot of other people deal with it as well. Oh, there's so much to tell. Where do I start? So I think I had my first panic attack. To be honest, to be fair, without so I don't sound like a drama queen, I've probably only had about five or six panic attacks in my whole life. I remember the first one I had was when I thought that I would have to sell my house, which I did end up having to sell my house. It was... There was a lot of pressure placed on me, earning such good money so young, being number one in the radio, in the ratings and being this sort of rock star down in Sydney. My family were like, well, come on. What are you doing? Do you have a house? You don't have any? Just burped. You don't, you don't have a house. You don't have anything. You've got nothing to show for it. So I bought a house that I basically couldn't afford. This, mm. you know, $550,000 little house in Newtown. Mm. Uh, I couldn't afford it. I really didn't want the responsibility of it. I was doing voiceovers and all sorts of stuff to, to, to maintain... Um, the mortgage and when I left Nova I thought I can't pay a fucking more. I can't pay four grand I can't afford this so I had my first panic attack and and it didn't stop it basically lasted for about three months and I had therapy and I went on antidepressants and it was a really dark journey for me because I thought why am I feeling weird like this I've got the best job in the world mm. I was skinny as a rake it's money and the pressure to have to own your first home when At you're Australian t- you know just, I know just rent I know exactly so much less Airbnb in Bulimba at Mike's place. Yeah, and don't, um, don't worry about your bond. I mean, you lost that when your mate Kevin took a dump in the air conditioner at a party. <laughs> Who cares about don't that? Don't worry about there it. There is too much pressure. There is too much pressure. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. And, and I really didn't need to. So It comes from your parents a lot, though, it doesn't does. it? It does. like dad, I haven't been on TV for a while. My dad, every time I see him, you got to get back on television. Mm. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, fuck. I know, I know. And he loves you, but he's your biggest fan. Yeah. That's the difference. My dad, sometimes I feel like he's not my biggest fan. You know, he used to grab my ass in the kitchen and go, you're too fat for TV or you're not pretty enough. But is that tough love? From his perspective, it's probably helping you out. But from yours, it's like, oh, fuck off, dad. You're really stressing me out. It really did stress me out. It put me, it made me very anxious. How did you deal with it? Is it meditation and yoga? Is that helping? And you're on a juice cleanse at the moment? I am. I'm doing a soul cleanse. Um, Off the alcohol? Haven't drunk grog in 54 days. 54 days. I know. Don't ask me how. Like, don't, uh, please. I noticed you've got a book here it's uh, the easy way to control alcohol over 16 million books sold by alan carr we know so, alan carr so, does the non-smoking right so yeah. now he's done a, an alcohol book oh. you know who told me to read that 
Maz Compton. Oh, really? Did she have a problem with Maz, alcohol? Well, Maz is one of my inspirations for doing this. Mm. One of many. There's actually many. Mm. One is breakfast radio hours. When your alarm goes off at 3.30 in the morning, yeah. if you feel like shit, you're going to do a shit show. Yeah. And I'm in the big game now. This is the big smoke. This is the big time. Yeah. This can't is competitive. I can't fuck this up, Mark. Yeah. Like, I need to be game on. This is it. I'm 43. I've got incredible support behind me. Barry and Duncan are amazing. Mm. Duncan said, you are going to be... This is. We have got so much faith in He's a legend. He's one of the only people in radio that runs a network that I actually like. I've, I've known him since I was about 16. He gave me my break. He's a great guy. Yeah. And, and and he's passionate. And he and I have very real, very honest chats. I mean, I'm very honest with him. Mm. But I love that I've been in this industry and I've got enough respect. And he has enough respect for me that we can have those adult conversations. Mm. I'm not like a 19-year-old going, I'm too scared to talk to my boss. I ring him and go, this isn't right. We need to fix this. Yeah. This isn't working. Because I know now that I do have the talent, but mm. fuck, it took me a long time to and get so, here. And so you just stopped drinking alcohol from reading books like yep, this? And yep. how, how do you force I, yourself to stop doing Naz, it? It's a so commitment to your show. Things start. Things will start happening in your life where you'll realise that you need to, to give up for a little while. I haven't given up forever. Mm. Things will start happening. It's like how people go vego. I'm slowly feeling like I'm going vego too. Me too, a little bit. But I had chicken the other day, but mm. I thought, you know what? Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. It's it's a process. Nobody's perfect. Not many people wake up one morning and go, I'm never eating meat again. Yeah. It's usually a process. And then one day you wake up and go, you know what? I'm done. Especially when I'm you do done. yoga or you don't a juice cleanse. You put something bad in your body. You, you, you feel it. You realize you that it makes heavy. it feel bad. Yeah. I feel heavy. So if I eat meat, I feel really heavy. Um, so... With the grog, I noticed Maz and I, I started to get, you know, I would look at it on Instagram and it's so, going back to the mental health stuff, it's very dangerous to compare. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And it's such a great quote because in this industry, especially getting a bit older and putting on a bit, a bit of weight and yeah. I became, and you know, I had conversations with you in the past, we start looking at other people going, how come she got that? Why didn't I get that job? I should host that. Why am I doing Studio 10? I'm funnier than her. Fuck off. I'm not. And you start becoming this paranoid fuckwit because you think... You think you're... I'm better than... I'm funnier than her. Well, she was always at the right place at the right time. What did I do? Why don't they like me? Who who did I piss off? What's their problem? (laughs) Who Who did she she sleep with? Yes, who did she fuck to get that job? (laughs) Well, if I'd fucked my way to the top, it would have been there a lot quicker. But... Same. mm. But I like girls. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, that's your fault. Um... More, more poor you. You would have been there so much quicker. Um, oh, so, <laughs> you should have so, given someone a cheeky wristy and looked yeah. the other way. <laughs> I did so many times and it got me nowhere. Only kidding. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> Mum, I'm only joking. So I um I have been very naughty in my past, but fuck whatever. Yeah. I've lived a great life. I'm going to write a great book. I had I awesome re- fun. I don't regret any of it. Giving Russell Brand a blowjob in the back of the Emmore Theatre. Whatever. It was fun. I, was, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you actually did. Can you bleep that bit out? <laughs> Can so, you just bleep out the blowjob so bit? Were, were you were you like booked in to do an interview with him and it just no, turned no, no. into a blowjob? Um, that's he, not a microphone. That's <laughs> Hello, love. Is this going? on? Is just, this on? Just get down here and talk <laughs> into my little, little microphone. We had a bit of a fling for about two days. He came to town mm. and um, they wrote about it in the papers. It's not really. He went to town or came to town? He went to town on me and we painted the town pink. Um, is it, no, is he, it big? He's not. Nah. <laughs> No. I actually don't remember. Okay. We, so backstage, you, you did he, it backstage He just invited at the me backstage oh. um, because he spotted me from across the room, which oh. I was quite flattered because I thought, That's cool. shit, there's some hot looking babes in this room. Well, you're was, a beautiful girl. Oh, thank you. I, I certainly didn't feel beautiful then, but he loves girls with boobs and I've always had the boobo There they are. So he took, takes me backstage and we, we had a bit of a pash. We, there was a few of us and then all of a sudden there was no one. Hmm. And then there was just my girlfriend and I and she's beautiful with massive noughts too. Hello. Well, he kind of was hinting at a threesome and oh, I went, oh, nah. I knew it. Nah. 
But then next minute, next minute, so she went out to get a drink and then he and I had a bit of fun. And then he got out, we got numbers, we swapped numbers. And uh, he texted me when we left and said, do you want to come around to the hotel? I think it was a Park Royal. And, you know, the, the two of you tomorrow mm. for a threesome. And you know what? Once the alcohol had worn off and I'd sobered up, I went, no, I'm not a prostitute. I'm not your little slick. Fuck <laughs> off. No. Fine, though, backstage, you know, on the night when I'd had 18 wines. But it was, it was fun. I Wasn't don't he with Katy Perry back then? No, that was before her. Oh, okay. It was ages ago. I think he was, um, oh, it was the night Merrick and Rosso was supporting him at the Emerald Theatre. <laughs> you know what? Hi, Merrick! <laughs> I, I reckon it's, it's okay that you talk about that and tell everyone that you did in, in every single minute detail because if you read his book, he talks about Kate Moss and the one night where he met her out and had sex with her and he goes in, into so much detail in his book. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what he did? What Are did you ready do? for this? I've never actually told anyone this. He actually threatened me um, because my girlfriend, Holly Burns, was one of the big writers for the Sydney Confidential at that time. Yeah. And I told her, of course I'm going to tell her. Yeah. I work in the media. Exactly. She's like, what happened with Russell Brand? I'm like, well, if I tell you and you write it, don't make me out to look slutty. And she goes, of course I won't. <laughs> I don't need to write that to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. Okay. You did it backstage. Um, we, we didn't. We never had sex. We never right. had sex. But um, we had a bit of fun. A bit of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hello. So she wrote about it. Mm. And he read it. Obviously, and I got a text the next day. I was living in Bondi at the time. I got a text saying, stop talking to the media or I'm going to release the video of you and I backstage. Oh, please do. Please do, buddy! <laughs> please do! Because guess what? No one's ever heard of Bianca Dye, but everyone knows who Russell Brand is. <laughs> I would have gone viral. It worked for Kim Kardashian, didn't Can it? Can you believe that I was petrified because I wasn't working at the time. Yeah. I was in between gigs and I thought... What am I like? I I just done a trial out for Triple M Brisbane Br- Triple M Brisbane Breakfast. Funnily enough, mm. I'd done a trial and a few others, and I thought if that tape gets out, I'm not going to have a job. But nowadays, if that tape had got out, I would have had fucking Today FM. They would have sacked Wendy Harmer and gone. We're going to get that blowjob girl in to do breakfast. Yeah, it, it's true fun. though. Controversy gets people gigs, and we look at all the stuff that's happened to Kyle and Jackie over. I know. That mean that girl a girl announced she was raped on air. I know. Uh, all sorts of horrible that, that's things. That's what's and, helped their ratings. And, and they're the number one show in Sydney. What does that say? It says that people like controversy. Well, they like to listen and, and hear what someone says. And next. be shocked. There's been naughty things. What did I skip over? Oh, the anxiety freak. Look, the anxiety thing. I still suffer from it, but not drinking alcohol has helped. But it's also been. I'm going to write a book about this. That's what I was talking about. Maz, she'd stop drinking. So sorry, I go off on so many tangents. That's all right. So she, I started at Anxiety Free the Instagram page because I wanted a page to share my anxiety stuff. And I remember at the time, I think it was Sean or someone said to me, "You know, on Instagram, because you're the one that got me on Instagram." Mm. They said you can't keep putting up anxiety stuff on your page because you're going to become the anxiety girl. And that's not you. I mean, that is you, but that's one slice of a very big Bianca pie. Yeah. You don't want to be known as the anxiety girl. There you go. Some more good advice from a program manager. Yes, there you go. Go and work in a bank, mate. Probably the only bit of good advice, to be honest. Um, So I thought, you're right, I'll start my own page. So I started an anonymous page. But then I thought, no, fuck it, I'll be Bianca Die because I want people to know I'm not ashamed of my anxiety. I don't want to be anonymous. I want you to know that I have succeeded despite my anxiety. I have made, I've been, I'm successful despite the fact that I might wake up some days frozen with anxiety in my arms and pins and needles and I can't breathe properly, I get up and I face the day and I go, you're not going to fucking beat me. Mm. You will not beat me. And that's where I get, that's what I have to thank my dad for, Mm. even though he can be the biggest prick in the world. He's tough. Tough love. Tough love. My grandma's tough. We come from good stock, good Jewish stock. We're like, you can't fucking beat us. Hitler tried and we're mm. still here. So that's the stock I come and there's, from. There's a lot of girls out there, guys as well, will be listening to you talk about that. And they go, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that's dealing with this. No. They hear how you them. deal with it and how you move on, how you soldier on and it helps Yoga. them. Yoga, meditation. 
And I don't mean like a hippie thing because I know everyone goes, oh, yoga, meditation. It really is mindfulness. Mm. I just bought Ruby Wax's book about being mindful. I love Ruby Wax. What is mindful? Being mindful is being present in the moment. And you would be someone that probably is like me. I've got a million things going on. I'm looking at the bunny and I'm thinking, I'm not eating chocolate, so I'm not going to be able to eat. I have to put that away. Like, oh, what if it melts in the car on my way? Oh, that's a nice m- laptop, Mike Scott. Fuck, I wish I need a new laptop. All the while you're having a conversation All about something else. All the while I'm else. talking to you about something else. Yeah, my yeah. Mind so goes, you're watching your thoughts. So mindfulness is going, what you do is it's bringing it back. So they say the easiest way to be mindful is if you're washing the dishes. Most people wash the dishes and they're thinking about what they're going to do. Oh, fuck, I've got to go to gym tonight. Oh, shit, I didn't bring Mike back. Wash the dishes. Mm. For that moment, even if it's for 20 seconds, I'm washing the dish. I am now scrubbing the dish. The dish is clean. I know it sounds really simple, but it's very Tibetan Buddhism. It's mm. all that stuff. Yeah. We need to take... It's not realistic in our lives now that we live like that, unless you literally drop out, right? Mm. And none of us really want to drop out because no. we feed off the adrenaline of our jobs. Yeah. But we need to learn to take little pockets of time and go, okay... So like this weekend, this Easter, I'm taking a pocket of time to just chill. I've had a million offers to go to a million things and I'm like, no, I'm going to do a couple of things and the rest of the time I need to do yoga and go for a walk. I need to be a bit selfish. Mm. And this is another thing. People think it's being selfish taking time out for you. It's not. Mm. Everyone's fucking burning out. Everyone's going crazy because they're not taking time for themselves. Sometimes you've got to turn your phone off, turn off your Facebook and yes. Instagram and everything like that. Do you know what? I've got a trip coming up to Bali in July and I cannot wait. And one of the reasons I'm going to Bali mm. is because I want to go somewhere where there is no phone connection. Nothing. I don't want to be forced. And I say forced. Where are you going in Bali? I don't even Bullwood? know. Bullwood? Probably. Bullwood's got great yes. phone connection. I was there a few weeks ago. Oh, don't fucking say that. <laughs> I don't want you phone connection. You have turn it off, Bianca. I'm going to leave, I'm actually going to leave my phone at home or I'll have a thing where I'm, I'm only allowed to turn it on at once at night. I don't need to document everything I'm nah, doing. I over document it as it is. I overshare as it is. You know, but then there's reasons why. Because, you know, this person gave me a car, so I've got to put up a post this week about my fantastic Mazda. Mm. Hi South City Mazda, I love my car. Um, but you know, <laughs> but you really do. Like we we're forced to in media now. When do we switch off, Mikey? Like when do we I I just mindfulness is something that we just need to bring yeah. into everyday life mm. and I don't have kids, so I can't imagine what it must be like with kids. But then they say kids make you more mindful because mm. kids will go out and play. Mm. You go out with them and you play and you sit and you just build a sandcastle and you yeah. go, fuck, when was the last time I just sat here? Yeah, you're and focused on building a sandcastle. Yeah, yeah. it's like I saw that with you and your gorgeous... Um, she's, she's, she's my sister. She, I was watching you on the plane with her and you were just having that moment where you were just saying, oh, the plane's taking off and look what we're doing and that... That's what we need to do more. We need to just be a little bit more present. And that's what kids do. Mm. That innocence, yeah. I think. Find your inner child and stick with it sometimes. Yes. Well, we, you, hello, you live through your inner child. Yeah. I don't even know how you own all these properties and do all this adult shit, Mark <laughs> Goldman, because you are a child. I, well, You're I like think, a 12-year-old. I think because I saw my dad buy a place in Curl Curl for like $90,000 in the early 80s and sell it for hundred grand and make ten grand. And, Is that all? Yeah, and then 20 years later, it's worth $3 million And thought, maybe I need to buy property and just sit on it. Sit on it. So don't ever sell. Don't ever I sell. Mean, yeah, I mean, you know, did. you've got Jewish family, and so have I, and they love buying property. I sold. And, I sold. They fucked up. Should we just pay. never, ever, ever sell your property. Just That's hold on. Right. Airbnb is going crazy at the moment oh, in Australia. Right. And Haven't you got oh, someone showing oh, up soon? Still, is it a guy? Oh, hmm? Is it a guy? What? Is it cute? Do you want me to show him around Brisbane? <laughs> Who's that? Your Airbnb person that's oh, coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a, there's a young Swedish guy who's going to be here in about half an hour. Because <laughs> okay. we're in my Airbnb in Brisbane at the moment. 
I can introduce you to her, no problem. Um, hello, I speak Swedish. I would like to show you my downward dog yoga class. Thank it, you. It's going great. If, if you can and you're going away on holidays, put your place on Airbnb. They'll look after it. But you, speaking of guys and being single, are you on Tinder? Are you doing no, any dating apps or I'm anything not, like that? I'm not, and I'm terrified of it. And everyone keeps saying to me to get on it because I feel like I'm almost ready to start dating again, although I don't know. I still sometimes fantasize about getting back with my ex because I still love him, but you know we were a fucking disaster, so that won't mm. happen um, unless he wants to ring. Um, but, he <laughs> but he won't. He won't. It's okay. He won't. So, what's your ideal I'm, man? You know what? You know what my ideal man is, Mikey. You know what I've realized now? Someone it's, who goes to bed early. Yes. <laughs> someone who doesn't have a social life and doesn't drink. No. Someone who just loves me for me. Mm. I had to do a lot of pretending I wasn't me in my last relationship. Yeah. And that's no one's fault but my own. Well, we kind of do that in our careers sometimes, don't we? Well, that's it. Yeah. So I'd go to work every day and I'd pretend that I gave a fuck about the dragons with Marty. Because I wasn't doing the radio I wanted to do there. No offence. Love the dragons. But then I'd have to go home and I'd have to, you know, Sean would be sitting on the couch. And all he wanted to do was sit on the couch, have a spliff you know watch movies watch fucking marvel things read comics it was like he'd revert back to being a 12 year old kid when yeah. i got home and i'd go i want to date a man a fucking adult a man he didn't want to have kids i had to force him to do the ivf thing towards the end i think i twisted his arm towards the end i think he really did want to have kids but i don't want to be with a man that i have to force to have sex with me to kiss me to hold me to love me to I'd go out and i'd be meeting all these guys in wollongong i'm surprised i didn't have 20 affairs i was 100 percent faithful Every time we broke up, I'd go out and root 50,000 people, yes. But as soon as we'd be back together again... 50,000? Not really. But I'd go out because I needed my ego strokes. Because yeah. I needed to know I was beautiful and sexy. And I needed to know that. And needing to know that from somebody else, not so great. You just call me and I'll let you know. Okay, can you? But firstly, the dragons suck. And <laughs> you should download Tinder and get on it. Because everyone's loving it at the moment. It. And there are so many yeah, dating no, apps. There's a, like, what is it, a, fest, a, a pond it? of fish... Yeah, but There's I don't want to get on Tinder. and meet a guy that wants to meet up and finger me in the fucking toilets but of a bar. But how do you know that he doesn't want to do that? There's people out there that are looking for a relationship. You're looking glass half empty. You should focus on the fact that there's men okay, out there that I are doing wanker? it that are interested. Can I be a wanker and yeah, say, yeah, if I go on Tinder, will people not... Because I said this to a guy the other day and he goes, yeah, but you're a celebrity. And I hate that word. Yeah, and I don't think too. I'm a celebrity either. Me too. But in some people's eyes... I'm the girl on the radio. I'm on every billboard around town. Yeah. To some people, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. And so what that means is they don't want to date me because I'm Bianca, who's cute little bee that loves to give foot rubs and, you know, loves to get up early on a Saturday and do yoga and then go shopping and cook all weekend and, and can is great in bed and I'm just giving my Tinder profile and happy to try new positions and all these awesome <laughs> parts about me. <laughs> You give oh, foot rubs? Awesome. I wish you had told me earlier you put rubs. Good I would have asked for one during this whole I interview. I know, I could have. I could have been nice. Get on it, darling. Come on, you've got you to put yourself out there. But you I know, know. I see what you're doing. You, but he might you're say, cleaning your mind and your body and your soul and you're preparing yourself for an amazing man to come your I, way. Do you think I might? Yeah. I actually think that that might be the case because, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all Gandhi quote on you here. I used to see this quote come around on social media and I think, God, that's a lot of wank. Be the change you want to see in the world. That Gandhi quote, be the change. And I go, oh, be the change. Be the change you want to see in the world. Um, um. Okay, it's true, because if does everyone does that, then the yeah, world will be a better place. Exactly. And if everyone, but I used to think it was everyone should put out their recycling or everyone should, you know, make sure they walk on the left-hand side of the road. So I don't know. I used to think it was being a good citizen. Now I realise that that quote is about being a good person. Mm. So I need to behave in a way that will attract someone 
that I want to be with. Mm. When I met my ex, I was in an absolute off-the-rails party mode, mm. in denial of who I was and where I was going. Mm. And surprise, surprise, that's exactly where he was at as well. Yeah. So we both attract... We were, uh, you know that song, two last souls swimming in a fishbowl, whatever yeah. that fucking... Uh, that's all, all over the shop. Yes, we were a disaster. So, so if you've got your whole life mapped out, you're drinking your juices, you're doing your yoga, you're, you're going to bed early, you're going to find someone really boring. I mean, someone really, <laughs> I know, really suited to you. No, no, I know you will. You'll, you'll find a, a nice guy. Maybe you'd be a single dad with one yep. kid. I'm and, happy. I you know, am so happy to be with someone who's would, got would kids. Would you be okay with that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to date a guy with kids. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, I'd also love to try, one last try to have my own. And I did get a text from Sean not long ago saying, well, it's a few months ago now, saying, um, you know, if you want to use those embryos, I'm happy to do it. But yeah, we, we wouldn't do it together. He'd, da- he'd stay in Wollongong. I'd be a single mum up here, but he'd be a dad. That the, the child would have a dad. And there's something about that. He's a good person. He's not a shithouse human being. He'd be a good dad, even if it was in Wollongong. And at least I'd have somewhere to send them on school holidays so I could go to yoga. <laughs> go to your yoga <laughs> retreat yoga. in Ubud. Yeah, exactly. Um, so who knows? I may still have a child or maybe not. Maybe I'll be the stepmum. Would you ever go back to being a ringmaster again? It was Michael Edgeley's oh, Moscow, Moscow Circus. Moscow Circus. And you know why <laughs> I got the job? That's what sent him broke, wasn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, probably. Do you know, what, um, do you know why I got that? Because right. my dad got off of the gig and my dad said, I'm not fucking travelling around Australia in a bloody ringmaster's outfit. I've got kids and a family and actually... Yeah, my daughter will do it. Yeah, but my daughter will do it. Mm. He did dob me in. And it was 600 bucks cash in hand a week. Mm. Do you know how much money that was when you're 21? Yeah. That's a long fucking time ago. It was 22 years ago. That's huge. How do I not swear on the radio? I've said fuck about 18 times. You can say fuck as many times as you like. It's a fucking podcast. Oh, I know. That's what I fucking mean. But I don't fucking swear on the fucking radio. When you get back on air on Monday, you're going to accidentally let the F-bomb slip. Just be be really careful on Monday. I know. You don't want to do that. Oh, can you imagine? Do do you do the show in in delay? Yeah, we're in delay. Actually, I don't know if we are in delay. I think we're in delay. I'm already saying things that are shocking. Poor Bobby and Tez, but anyway, it's all mm. good. So we're going to the Broncos tonight, huh? Yes. I've, I've got your ticket because you invited someone from Channel 7 and it's a Channel 9 box. I fucked up. So I get to go. Woo! It's going to be fun though. Broncos versus Titans, corporate yeah. box. My husband might, my future husband might be there. Oh, you know what? I'll scout one out for you. Will I'll you? introduce you to some guys. Will you? I'll be really subtle be about my... it. No, you won't be. Yeah, and that's I promise. What no, that's me. why I'm saying I'll be subtle about it because normally I wouldn't. I'll, I'll just go, I'm going to introduce this guy to B. I'm going to get along really well with him. I'll crack jokes. I'll talk you up. I'll say you're amazing. <laughs> but I won't say, oh, you should date her. She's single. She's yeah. hot. She's got that. a free car from Southside Mazda. The South City. <laughs> South City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thing is, like, I thought about it and I thought, where am I going to meet someone? Like, our gorgeous friend Sammy, right? We love Sammy. I love Sammy so much. Sammy Power. Sammy Power. She is such a catch now. She's got her absolute life together. She's lost a shitload of weight and she's a fucking awesome human being. But I say, Sammy, you're not going to meet someone sitting at home with your two cats doing yoga. And I'm the same. Like my life has changed now that I'm not drinking and that I'm on this health thing. I'm doing different things. I'm attracted to different things. But I thought, you know what? I am going to go to the Titans corporate box tonight. Fuck it. I don't want to be that person that goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm not drinking, therefore... I'm obviously not interesting. I'm not going to go. Surely I'm just as interesting and just as funny and just as awesome, hmm. grog-free. And if I don't believe that, then I seriously do have a problem with alcohol. I and that's why this journey has started. You're great. If, if you're drinking or not drinking, I mean, we can be ridiculous and we have been in all We've parts so of the world fun. in LA. Remember the, the first yes. flight for Virgin yes. Airlines, Australia, when with they were Lisa flying Curry from... Lisa Curry-Kenny and, and her husband wanted you to for a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> can we say that? Montreal Hotel in oh, LA. That was no. so much fun. Lisa Curry and Grant I Penny. I really joined you. It could have been a foursome, but uh, I was uh, like, oh, my, she scares me. My um, my girlfriend at the time was very frightened. 
Oh, Tanya, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was fun though, with Richard Branson we so flying lucky. over. How lucky were we? we you know, Denny cool Hines stuff. and Tanya Zayeda. Tanya Zayeda. Whew, Tan. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tan, but that was interesting. Um, there was a, we, we got to do some really cool yeah, things. We did. You know, I think was, I got arrested that that time we went there, remember? I uh, did you? Yeah, well I, I didn't. I was standing outside the house of blues next door yeah, to the Mondrian yeah, 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 where, yeah, where we're all that. staying. That's right. And I said, Can I get a photo with you policeman? They said, Yeah, sure. Now can I pretend that I got arrested and get in the back of the car? And they said, Sure. Sent the photo back to Australia as a joke and said, Oh, I just got arrested and they, oh my they, God, printed, they it printed it. In every state in Australia saying Mike Goldman arrested in, in oh, uh, the House right. of Blues in LA. I can't believe that they posed for that photo. It, it, it's, I think it's, that would never happen now. It's with still on Wikipedia. Media. Is it really? Saying that I was arrested. But I took it down and said that I was a triathlete. Oh. <laughs> you can put anything on Wikipedia. Are you serious? Yes. You took it down. Yep. Fuck, you cracked me up. Bianca Dye, thank you so much for being on the mic. You are so welcome. And there's a book here called The Law of Attraction, and I want you to read it. Okay. You're going to love it. Tell everyone what it is. It's just incredible. It's about your thoughts and reaching for the best possible thought. Okay, simplifying the law of attraction is you can only attract, and this goes back to Sean and I and all the guys that I've ever attracted. You will only attract what you are and where you're at. So if you take yourself to a higher vibration, and I don't want to sound all hippy-trippy, but if you take yourself into a better place, alcohol unfortunately takes you to a lower vibration. Where I struggle with this explanation, though, is the amount of people that have met pissed and are still happily together. Yeah. So, of course, you can meet someone drunk. And, of course, alcohol has helped. Fuck, alcohol's helped a lot of people conceive, get mm. together. Imagine there was no, Imagine you didn't drink. All the people that you would never have met, never have had a one-night stand with, never have... Done some of my best work drunk. I bet you. <laughs> I've seen the photos. Anyway, the law of attraction. Reaching for the best possible thought. Leanne Axton wants her book back. Thanks. Thank you, Leanne Axton. Thanks I've for had that book me. for about a year. Uh, Bianca Dye, 97.3 FM in Brisbane, and I believe you can listen to her online as it's well. It's the breakfast show, damn you. I'm not just some daytime announcer what anymore. Did I, what did I say, the breakfast show? Yeah. The, it is the breakfast show. Good <laughs> on you. That's great. <laughs> you're, you're a superstar. I'll tease you. I'm sure you won't be here very long, and you'll I'm be fine. back on Sydney Breakfast no, Radio. No, I want to be. Today FM will realise that they need a decent show, and they're going to no. pay millions of dollars to go and host it. I'm staying right here in Brizzy. <laughs> yeah, of course you will. Brisbane's an awesome place. I was born here. Love it. Yeah, it is a great town. I'm actually falling in love with it more every day. You're amazing. We could talk for hours. I know we could. All right, but we're going to get changed and go to the Broncos Titans game. Yay! I might meet my husband. Let's Woo! do it. You'll be a football player. I'm not going to wear undies. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm free balling. I'm free balling. Yay! Oh, that was ace. You've been listening to On The Mic with Mike Goldman. Subscribe, download and review at iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher or your favourite podcasting app. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.